Hey, you're listening to the Smoke Meat Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Pittman. Smoke Meat's brought to you by Joe's Underground at the corner of 8th and Broad in Augusta, Georgia. Jamie and the gang make sure that you just feel like family every time you go in there. I love going to Joe's. It's my home club. Uh, they always have some great entertainment in there. Great food, great drinks, great people. Just such a wonderful place to go. Makes you feel like family every time you go in. So go in, have a drink, make some new friends, see some old ones. Remember, I goes to Joe's and so should you. Joe's Underground, the corner of 8th and Broad in Augusta, Georgia. Hey, today my guest is Mr. Tim Moss. Tim is such a wonderful entertainer, singer, songwriter, dancer, you name it, Tim does it. Also a very, very great advocate for the LGBT community. Uh, man believes what he believes and he stands up for it and I dig that. Uh, we had a great time talking today. Tim is also a bona fide mess. So y'all just kick back and listen. We're going to get this thing kicked off. We're going to have a great time today. So without further ado, here we go. Hey, Tim, how the hell are you this morning? I am wonderful, Brad. How are you? If I were any better, I'd be twins. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I have to I have to admit, when they first said, you know, I'm going to be on smoked meat, I thought, oh, hey, you know, being gay, I have one thought, but I'm glad to be here anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got the best smoked meat in the world. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, hey, if you got it, <laughs> flown it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. If you got it, flown it. Absolutely. So, yeah. how are things? How are things in in Atlanta right now? How's the weather and everything? Oh, it's beautiful out there this morning. It's uh uh-huh. nice and sunny. It's about seventy five somewhere along in there already. But yeah, it's but beautiful. Sounds sounds perfect. It's pretty much the same here in New York City. Oh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have a good fourth? I did. I had a rather unnerving Fourth of July. I don't. I don't know why this year they there were fireworks constantly outside on the streets for about three or four weeks, mm-hmm. and it it just very unnerving in the middle of the night. You know, having like fireworks go off outside your window, but but and and then the Fourth of July was just constant. So that was basically it. Was we're we're still indoors. We're still stuck inside. Um, so that, yeah. So we're just kind of stuck inside with bombs going off outside. It was very surreal. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it, it sounded and, like young war here. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was like it, like Lebanon or something here. It was just, it was crazy. But we made it through. We made it through. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I stayed here and messed with meat all weekend. I recorded and I, I bought a, almost three pound cowboy cut ribeye with a bone in and cooked it. Oh, yes. I said, I'm not going to eat this thing all at once. And guess what I did? I I (laughs) ate it all at once. I was ashamed of myself too, but man, it was good. So no, because see, I live in an apartment in in the city. So you have like a backyard and you have like a a barbecue or a grill. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, I can taste that. It sounds so good. Oh, man. In in my garage, I have two two big griddles. Um, I have an event grill, one that doesn't have the lid. Oh, wow. Uh Uh-huh. In the backyard, I've got an electric smoker, and I've got a kettle grill. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You do some serious cooking there. Oh, yeah. I, man, I, I do it all. When when I had my strokes, the name of the show is Smoke Meat because I had two strokes. 
And wow. I've got a friend that hunts a lot, and I was at home for four months, not able to go to work. Uh-huh. And he doesn't like wild game. He loves to hunt, but he doesn't like to the meat, so he gives it uh-huh. away. So he would kill a hog or a deer and call me and my other friend, and we'd come get it and process it. Wow. And we learned to process because that gets expensive, especially when you're out of work. So we uh-huh. learned. And I got tired of doing it the same way, so I learned how to make, make different sausages and that kind of stuff. I do brats, andouille, pepperoni, you name it. And I've got a deer pastrami. Amazing. Wow. Well, next time I'm in Atlanta, I'm going to come to your place for dinner. Hey, there's an open invitation. <laughs> it's an open invitation. You are more than welcome here. Let me know, and I'll, I'll make some pastrami, because I know being from New York, that's going to be judged. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But that, that helped heal me. That centered me. So that's why I named the show Smoked Meat. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Oh, man. I know. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm just waking up in the morning, so. Oh, I feel your pain. I yeah, feel your that, pain. But that's the nice thing about radio is I'm kind of sitting here in my underwear with my hair unbrushed and everything, so. <laughs> the interviews are much more comfortable i've been told that i have the perfect face for radio (laughs) oh yeah on the air i am beautiful (laughs) i'll tell you i've 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 done the therapist industry such a great honor i've delivered 18 babies and uh, in the future those kids are going to need some therapy because this is the first thing they saw when they came into the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're going to need some intense experimental therapy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. How many How many babies? 18. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That must be incredible. It is what the, an experience. It's the most terrifying feeling in the world and the best feeling at the same time. Wow. You know, the last uh-huh. one I did was actually named after my mom. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. yeah, beautiful little girl born on the side of I-20 just out of Augusta. Oh, wow. Yep. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yep. That was so cool. Oh, man. But, yeah, those those kids are going to need some hardcore therapy. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to look like the 1800s, some of the stuff they're going to experiment on them with. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. goodness! <laughs> oh man, well, I know we we've been talking some, and you have got so much going on, man. I'm I'm just tickled that you've got time to do this show. You have just you're busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I I enjoy life. I I I have a good time, definitely. Mm-hmm. Except again, this the the pandemic for the past few months has really put a damper on on uh, us creatives. You know, it it's. Uh, because like the movie industry, we can't do movies, we can't do theater, we can't do um, uh, t- television. It's, there's no gatherings of people here in New York City. So uh, if I do one more show from my living room, oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> we do a lot of online online performances, mm-hmm. you know, so, but just not the same. Yeah, I've, I've had some comics who have, you know, put up a backdrop in their house and done their act and. Mm-hmm. I tried it once, and I, I just can't do it. I feed too much off that audience. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I do the yeah. characters, yeah. and that works. Uh-huh. But, yeah, you've definitely got to watch the Murray Fifty Shades of Grey video. 
Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> it is so bad, but it's so great. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. I know, I know you were... Um, let me see here. I got you know it's early. I'm having a look at my notes this quick. That's so sad. Uh huh. But uh, I know you're a big L- LGBT activist, which is an awesome yeah. thing. Yeah. And uh, I know Pride has been pretty much just trashed this year because yeah. of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and it, and it's so weird. Again, you know, New York City was the epicenter, the first epicenter of the of the pandemic. So we closed the city down. I was surprised that everybody complied and stayed home, but it was, the streets were like a horror movie. Like, you know, they were just empty. I've never seen, I've lived here almost 40 years and never seen the city like that. And, um, oh my gosh, I lost my train of thought too. (laughs) It's too early in the day for me. Should have had coffee. Um, We should have for sure. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. What was the question? No, no you know, I was talking about, oh, how about the, yeah, the pride got messed L- up so bad. Yeah. Yeah. And the LGBT, the LGBT, mm-hmm. but, um, all of the boroughs, most people don't know this, but all the boroughs have their own prides and I have either hosted or performed every year for, you know, either Staten Island pride. I hosted for four years, Brooklyn pride. I hosted for four years. Bronx Pride I've hosted for several years and Queens Pride I've always performed at and then Manhattan is the big New York City Pride the one that everybody thinks of mm-hmm. well I've been very active and during the month of June particularly I'm I'm borough hopping constantly sometimes I'll start off in the Bronx have to run to Queens back to Manhattan and then home you know I'll, I'll hit several boroughs in one day mm-hmm. and this year I'm I sat in my apartment the entire month. Oh man! And I didn't cancel. I didn't um, cancel my calendar, so it was weird. Like about every day, uh, there was one weekend when Friday my calendar went off to remind me that I was supposed to have done my cabaret show in the Bronx that night. Mm-hmm. And the next day, it went off to re- say I was supposed to perform and possibly host out of Brooklyn Pride on Saturday where I would have taken my luggage with me and went right to the train station because, because Sunday was Philadelphia pride that I was going to be performing in. Mm. So I had to go to Philly. And again, the entire weekend spent here in my apartment. Oh man. You count yeah, it, that, that is how much of a shift I've been through this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, normally I'm, I'm all over the East Coast, all over the East Coast. <laughs> you know, this is going to sound bad, but it's meant with total love. Mm-hmm. You know, this pandemic has gotten serious when it has stopped gay people from partying. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit oh, has hit goodness. the fan. <laughs> yep, exactly. exactly. And I'm telling you, Zoom just doesn't cut it. Just no. doesn't cut it. <laughs> no, it don't. <laughs> But you know, it just just hang yeah, tight in there. It's going to get back back better. Oh, it will. Yeah, it will. But I, I, in in a way, I think it's it it's changing us. Um, hope hopefully we will emerge with a, you know, a higher consciousness or more of an appreciation for our humanity or something. You know, I'm I'm hoping something good comes out of this because. Yeah. 
it's been uh it's been interesting definitely yeah. been interesting most definitely and you know it's funny I, I don't get political on here you know i told you that mm -hmm. but, and this isn't really political this is more just the way things are happening right now mm -hmm. you know the news is showing all the bad stuff all the riots everybody right. not getting along and i'm looking around and you know i'm, I'm just south of atlanta and while not, everything's not perfect, mm -hmm. people are behaving pretty much. You know, everybody's being more tolerant of each other. Everybody's trying to trying to get along and just you do you, do me, let me do me. You know, and it just it works. Right. But that's the news don't want to show that. And that's what I was uh, right. Exactly. They always have to go with whatever is negative or bad or scary or the worst in humanity. And that's why I'm hoping we'll emerge with more humanity, where we just honor each other and respect each other's differences, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm hoping, but we'll see. Yeah, you know, I hope that, you know, what comes out of all this is, you know, what came to me with age. You know, when I was younger, I wasn't perfect. But at the same time, you know, I've never been intolerant, like hardcore of anybody. Mm -hmm. But I've always had my opinions. But as I'm getting older... You know, I figured out, well, being gay may not be my thing. Love my wife and all that, but at the same time, don't affect me. Mm -hmm. Why should I be pissed? Because you're gay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had a gay friend of mine tell me one time, said, you know, people talk smack about gay people, but me and my husband have been married for 18 years. How long have they been married and how many times have they been married? Mm -hmm. well, good. You found somebody to love. Great. Yep. Yep, exactly, exactly. Boy, I mean, you know, it just, I don't know. I, I caught a children's then, so I walked over my grave. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, I look at it this way. If if you can find a damn slice of happiness in this world, jump on it and hang on to that bitch. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely. Go with what, what makes you happy and what makes you feel good. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I tell you, it's, it's funny, I... The first gay person I really knew that was open and honest with it was a paramedic in Augusta, and his name was Larry Gay. Mm -hmm. And when Larry came out of the closet, Larry didn't step out and shut the door silently behind him and say, Hi there, I'm Larry. Mm -hmm. No. Larry <laughs> kicked it open with purple sequin tights and a pink <laughs> cape and screamed, Here I am, see me, love me. And he was so awesome. He was I such a great Larry. guy. And what was really funny <laughs> is the county we worked for changed our name tags where it had our first initial, our last name, and our, our rank. Well, his first initial was actually A. So his name tag said A Gay Paramedic. <laughs> and he ran with that one. It took about a week, and they changed back to the old name tags. It was beautiful. That's perfect. He ran with that ball. Oh, man. But, yeah, but he was oh, such a good. such a great guy. I love him so much. I ain't seen him in years, but he is so awesome. Well, next time you see him, tell him that Tim from New York City is very proud of him and grateful for his, his stance. I will do it. <laughs> I will do it. Because it always takes the first ones to just kick that door open. No, he, he kicked it off the hinges. <laughs> yep. He kicked that door off the hinges. 
but yeah, he was he was he was such an awesome guy. And you know, it's funny. I work with you know a lot of gay people in EMS and medicine. You know, and people have asked me, you know, well, y'all y'all have to sleep in the same room sometime. I'm like, yeah, gay people sleep too. Yeah. They <laughs> know so I'm not gay. Nobody messes with me. We're fine. <laughs> Calm down. It's okay. <laughs> y'all may even eat too. Yeah, I, I've heard Who that. Knew? I have heard that y'all eat sometimes. <laughs> no. Man, if anybody tells me y'all watch TV and stuff, we're going to have to draw the line there because I don't believe yeah, it. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I know you've you, we've we've just had a ball so far. I'm I'm having such a great time with you. Oh, me too. I love this. Love and, this. I know you were telling me about your cabaret show. I'm you know when it starts, oh. I'm going to have to find you and see it because I'm I'm actually wanting to come to New York in November if everything kind of clears up. Oh my gosh, that'd be wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, my my cabaret show that was a real um, very poignant, or it was it was a. a I was extremely, extremely proud of that show. Um, and it got critical acclaim here in New York City. Um, uh, basically, what I did was I told my life story through song, mm. basically, um, where I, I talk about growing up in the countryside of Indiana, Indiana in the 60s and 70s. I never even heard the word gay or homosexual. I didn't know there was such a thing. It was a very lonely and kind of isolating experience for me. And then uh, once I found out that there were there uh, that there were other people like me out there, oh, honey, I was off to the races. <laughs> but I ended up moving to New York City and I fell into drugs and alcohol, which most people don't know, but I revealed in my cabaret show um, my 20-year drug and alcohol addiction that should have killed me, really, because uh, it got extreme. And uh, then my overcoming that, and by the end of the show, we're all celebrating and, and you know, having fun. So, or celebrating life, actually. So, it 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 kind of takes you down. Like, um, do you know um, the song "Mercy" by Duffy? Cause I'm begging you for mercy. Yeah. Why won't you release me? Well, like for as an example, we took that song and we slowed it down and did a dark blues version of that. And I was singing it to the cocaine. I was saying, "I'm begging you for mercy. Please release me." So we would take these familiar songs and give them a completely different meaning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was it it I we're very proud of that and I've taken it out around the country. I was out in California actually about a year ago out in Palm Springs doing it. Mm -hmm. oh, so man. and once again I'm sitting in my apartment right this year. <laughs> <laughs> well when when you open back up when I come up there, you, you need mm -hmm. to have a, a guest intro guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I would love that. Love that. <laughs> oh yeah. Like I, said, I, I want to come up there because I'm meeting so many neat people through this this podcast. You know, I've mm -hmm, started mm -hmm. working with Eileen and Jimmy, and they have introduced me to so many great people. And a lot of y'all are from New York. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Oh my God, Eileen Shapiro and Jimmy Starr. I love them. Oh, they're amazing. They are. They are so incredible. 
and they know everybody. I just, that's it's they're so amazing. <laughs> they they do, and, and they they're so awesome. I actually interviewed Jimmy yesterday. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, what a fascinating person. Yeah, I mean they were uh-huh. they were so great. I love both of them to pieces. Oh, and uh huh. And did have you talked to Ron Russell? Oh, the my episode with Ron is epic. <laughs> I can imagine. Holy shit. He was so great. I love Ron. He is hilarious. He is. He's hysterical. Yeah. And and like I say, they know everybody. Yeah. Yeah. All of Hollywood. All of Hollywood. They're wonderful. And, you know, being being a, you know, when I was in the 80s, you know, that was my teenage years. I was born in 71. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I listen to hair metal and all that stuff, and they have put yeah. me in touch with so many of my musical heroes, and I've oh, made friends sweet. with them. Sweet. <laughs> it is so neat, you know. Um, I got to talk to Kenny Wilkerson from uh, Nova Rex. Uh-huh. And, you know, he's got a cookbook out now. Uh-huh. And uh, it's actually the proceeds are going for autism. And wow. Uh-huh. It, is, it is such a great book. I've, I've gotten a couple of copies that I'm going to do a giveaway with. Uh-huh. And uh, it's all rockers from the 80s and 90s have contributed recipes, and they're really good. Nice, nice. Oh, my God. But yeah, the name of the book is called um, Rockin' Recipes for Autism. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is so good. There's Wow. It shocked cool. me, the rockers that can cook. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. But yeah, they, they have just put me in touch with so many great people like that, and it's just snowballed because... You know, with my style, you know, we talked before and after the interview, and I, I, I don't feel like I'm interviewing. I feel like I'm making a new friend. Mm-hmm. It, Absolutely. It Absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. That's, and that seems to be what's happening here, too. Hey. You and I are just chatting. I love it, getting to know each other. It, it's it's natural, and it works for me, and it, it's, it's what people want to hear. They want to hear what they, – they can go on your website and hear 99% of what we would talk about. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, and, and I know I listen to a lot of podcasts, and, like, I'll use Howie Mandel for an example. I listened mm-hmm. to one with him because I love Howie. Mm-hmm. And I saw another show that had him, like, well, I'm going to listen to it on this one. And it was the same questions. He gave the same answers, and you oh. could tell he was so tired of those questions. Uh-huh. And I don't want to be that way. Yeah, I want people absolutely. to hear mine and say, well, shit, I didn't know that about Tim. Or, uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, talking about your cabaret show, I performed at a club in Savannah one night. Um, do you remember Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil? Oh, yeah, yeah. The Lady Chablis? I have performed uh-huh. on the same stage in the same spot that she was on. <gasps> oh, my God, that's fabulous. Yep. I stood right there and did stand up, and it was so awesome. Oh, my goodness. Uh, now, Savannah is another city that I have not yet visited, but I have heard wonderful things about Savannah. I love Savannah. And that's what everybody says, that it is just, it's amazing, it's beautiful, it's, I've I got to get there, I've got to, that whole region, um, we need to do, I need to, I need to go down and spend some time, like Atlanta, Augusta, um, Savannah, that, that area there, yeah. I need to, need to maybe do a little tour or something between those cities. Well, I know all three of them very well. Oh, and, uh, okay. Savannah, so, I love that place. You know, I'm not a beach guy, uh-huh. 
So when I go, I like to walk the squares and walk down River Street. And there is a club there. Me and my wife tried to go to it, and we got really shitty directions. But the theme of it is called Mataharis. Uh-huh. And it's a 1920s speakeasy. You have to oh have a password God. to get in it. Oh, how fabulous. And to get the password, you know, you go to these different hotel concierges, and you do, you talk to them, and they say, well, I don't know it today, but you can go over to this one and talk to Fred or whoever and uh-huh. tell him I sent you. And you'll go to like three hotels, and they'll give you the password. Oh, that's so cool. And the neat thing is you can walk up to this place and flash ten grand in cash at the guy at the door when the little thing opens, and uh-huh. he won't let you in without a password. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and oh my it's, God. it's on a little back alley down off River Street, and we never could find wow. it. And after we yes. left, we finally figured out where it was. I'm like, well, we're a jackass. We were like 300 feet from it. <laughs> so I really want to go to it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That sounds so fascinating. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And Savannah's got all kind of stuff like that. It's such a great little town. Uh-huh. So Yeah, we. Um, I performed last year in... Augusta at a men's uh, uh, we we took a show that I'm in called Fifty Shades of Gay, mm-hmm. which is Icavelli. Icavelli is a gay comedian here in New York. He's a good buddy, one of my best friends, and mm-hmm. I'm the musical guest in his show Fifty Shades of Gay. I've actually got him Friday, I think. Oh my God, you're gonna love Ike! Oh nice. God, he is so much fun. And um, my father had had a heart attack in Florida. So I had to, I flew down there the week before and took care of him and got everything together and for him to transport back to Indiana where he's from. And while I was so I just stayed on in Florida and went directly from Florida to um to Augusta. Mm-hmm. And that was oh I know you don't like to get political, but um it it was very conservative around Florida where dad was. Mm -hmm. And so, and here I am, you know, Mr. Peacock feathers walking around (laughs) and (laughs) felt a little out of place. And then I fly into Augusta and it was, I didn't know this, but we were doing two days at an all male gay resort and clothing was optional. Mm -hmm. So I go from one extreme to the other. <laughs> that was down off of um, Peach Orchard Road. I think so, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> but it was just going from one extreme to the other in, in like one flight. Yeah. And um, yeah, that oh, we had a ball, sold out shows there. It was so much fun. So much fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was funny next to that place. It used to be a strip club. Oh, uh-huh. And uh, I actually bounced it, or didn't bounce. I bodyguarded for two strippers there. Uh-huh. And I was, I was like 21, 22 years old, and it was yeah. right after the movie The Bodyguard came out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. you couldn't drink in this club. They had lost their liquor license, but you could go out to your car and drink out of your car and come back in. Oh, okay. And uh, these these two girls, they were wonderful girls, but they just knew they needed a bodyguard. They They got way too into the movie. Uh-huh. And I made a hundred bucks a night. Plus I got there to sit there and watch naked women all night long. All right. <laughs> and didn't have to do anything. And get paid for it. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was I love it. Most awesome job I ever had. <laughs> it was like being a damn taster in a pie factory. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
The only thing better than that would be if you were a porn performer. Yeah. And get paid to have sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. But man, it was a, it was a fun job. I enjoyed it. Oh yes, I imagine. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I, I did all kind of crap when I was young. Oh man, I, That's I tell the time people to do it. Yeah, I, I tell people I've never done anything I regret or that I'm ashamed of, but I've done some stuff that I should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and thank God we didn't have like cell phones and internet back in those days. Oh man, <laughs> Ooh, you ain't kidding. We did some crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Oh, man. I would never be able to run for office. Right. Never. <laughs> never. Uh, I remember having my first pager. It didn't even have a screen on it. If it went off, I just knew what number to call. Yes, right. And then, then we got the pager that had it, it would display the phone number, and then we made the code out of the phone numbers. Yeah, yeah. And then I got badass and got the one that would actually do messages. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember my first cell phone was a bag phone. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, kids today will never know that struggle. Yeah. Mm. Well, you had to carry around, like, the shoulder bag? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my yep. goodness. But, boy, they were the they were the thing. Oh, they I, was, were the thing. I was fancy, and it was a quarter a minute. Right? right. And they had freaking long-distance charges. Yeah, it's like you answer the phone. This better be important. Hurry up. Talk fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, and if you put two ums in there, I would hang up because you didn't know what you wanted to say. I wasn't paying for it. <laughs> no, I don't have the money for that. Yeah. If, if this were like 1990, this phone call right here, we would be up to about $1,700 right now. Cause it's long distance plus minutes and... Oh man! <laughs> I have to take another mortgage out on the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh oh yeah. and internet. Oh, hang that one up, man. I remember the first time I actually got fifty-six k on my modem. Mm -hmm. Oh, that thing was smoking. I'm like, man, it only took me fifteen minutes to download a song today. Yes, right. <laughs> And that eong, eong. <laughs> when you dialed up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we're showing our age here. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I remember our first VCR. That thing was the size of the yes. coffee table. <laughs> and had the wired remote. We thought we were fancy because we had a remote. It was on a damn wire that stretched across the yeah. living room that you would trip over every 10 seconds. <laughs> Mash the button and the damn top of the thing pop up. Ugh. Yeah. Have to get up and adjust the tracking on it. And then you have to rewind it or fast forward, you know, after. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Oh, my goodness. I remember the first time we got a DVD player, me and my wife bought one. And we watched Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And I took it mm -hmm. out and put it back in the case. And she said, uh-uh, we're not even starting this. I said, what? She said, you need to rewind that. <laughs> I just kind of looked at her and she said, shut up. <laughs> oh my goodness it's it is it's so amazing how you know again we come from like the phones that's attached to the wall with the long cord on oh, yeah. it. it and it was always in the kitchen yeah 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 always had that no one space privacy. around the corner that you could go sit in <laughs> 
and that poor poor cord because it always got pulled so tight is all mangled and <laughs> yep <laughs> clumped together <laughs> exactly oh man yeah but i miss those times they were so much fun because mm-hmm. we, we were high tech oh yeah well my atari yeah yep. yeah oh yeah yeah Oh, yeah, my best friend of 40 years, I remember he had an Atari when we were growing up, and he had literally every game that came out for Atari. Uh-huh. And that was so awesome. We would play all the time. <laughs> and matter of fact, he's he's still one of my best friends today. I could call him right now and say, Blake, I just killed somebody. I need help hiding the body. He's like, do you have lime or do I need to pick some up? You know, he, <laughs> he's that guy. Yeah. So I, I love him to pieces. He he's the one that helped me learn how to do the the meat stuff when I was after I had the stroke. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. Oh, I I remember one time, um, and I was, I haven't told many people this one, but I remember one time it was like shortly after high school. I was hanging out with some friends, and they had an Atari. That was I think Atari. That was the one with with Pac Man, right? Oh yeah. And Space Invaders and. Yep. Well, we had stopped by there one night, and I was tripping on acid and started playing Pac-Man. <laughs> and I could feel that thing. I could feel its breath behind me going, gobba, 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 gobba. And <laughs> I ran through that. I cleared screen after screen after screen. He was right behind me the whole time. <laughs> That's one of those things. It's a good thing we didn't have the internet and cameras oh, at the time. That would have went viral. <laughs> <laughs> that would have went viral. Uh, uh, but every time I think of Pac-Man, I think of that breath behind me going gobble 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 gobble. <laughs> now I got to make it my mission to find an old Atari and a Pac-Man cartridge for when I come up there. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but oh man, well Tim, I tell you, man, I'm having a ball today, and you know yeah, well, you're welcome. Right. You're welcome on here anytime you want to be. All you got to do is call and say, hey, fat boy, I want to talk, and I will hit this button. Perfect. I love it. Thank you. Oh, yeah. we, we've got so much we didn't get to today, but we're going to get to it. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm still going to put everything in my show notes. You know, t- Tell me about your movie, Junk. Oh, my goodness, Junk. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a whole show all on its own, but Junk is, I think, my crowning achievement in – my in my entertainment career um junk is uh it's a full-length feature it's a full movie it's uh a musical it's lgbt and there's only two people in the film just me and my co-star robbie wayne from palm springs nice. just the two of us and we sing and dance and and argue and it's basically about an older gay man and a younger gay man that go in to clean out the house of a recently deceased man who kind of lived like a hermit out in the woods Mm -hmm. and we piece his life together based on his possessions and the place is covered in porn (laughs) and we also find a lot of things out about ourselves and the generational gap because like like uh, kind of like what we were talking about in a way where my character is the older gay person keeps reflecting back to how times used to be. And like one of the things that I usually refer to my character as her, because she was 
kind of a transgender before there was the term. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but one of the things that that uh, she brings up are tattoos, because like when when we were kid, when you and I were kids, if a man had a tattoo, oh, that was a symbol of that's that he's a tough man. Yeah. You know, he was like outside the law, maybe with a biker gang or something like that. You know, men who a uh, 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 tattoo was a symbol of rebellion and a symbol of, of uh, outside the law type of thing. And now a tattoo is almost a symbol of conformity. It's almost like, oh, you have to have a tattoo to fit in. Yeah. But how, how it, that one symbol has changed over time and just become it, it, the, the meaning of it has kind of been depleted like so much in our society. It's like there, it's very hard to find anything that is truly original mm-hmm. anymore because it, it, it's um, – but we, we cover a lot of things like that. My character is constantly shaking her finger in his face going, you know what the problem with your generation is, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Nice. But it's it's very um, it it the fact that there's only two characters in the film that alone is is unusual. But Michael Penny, who is from North Carolina, from Durham, uh, wrote this piece, and it's it is absolutely incredible. It's very layered. Um, everybody that watches it can relate to it in one way or another. There's all there's something in this movie for everybody. But it was just so brilliantly written. He wrote all the music. He wrote all the lyrics. He wrote the script. He directed the movie. Um, he he edited the movie afterwards. Self taught how to edit, and it's edited perfectly. Um, he's just he's amazing. I I love and adore Michael Penny. But um, yeah, it we are so proud and so, so proud of this film. It's just. Um, I recommend everybody please see it. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, Tim, I, I tell you, man, I, I am proud to have you as a friend because I feel like we have made that bond. Yes, and absolutely. Absolutely. Like I, said, I definitely want to have you back on here and we're going to talk some more, man. But mm-hmm. I know we've been going for a good while and I know you still <laughs> haven't had coffee yet. That's right. This is before coffee. Imagine after. Oh, man. Well, we're <laughs> definitely going to do it again. And I appreciate so much you coming on here. Oh, man, Brad, thank you. I really appreciate this. This was absolutely wonderful. What a wonderful way to start the day. It definitely is. It (laughs) definitely is. All right.